thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. Hello! (laughs) We're back! (laughs) We couldn't stay away, could we? No, but I think it's really important. We know we were just talking about what this means for us to do another show, and I think because there's some really topical conversation that needs to be had Um, and each one of us has our own position on what's Mm -hmm. going on in the world at the moment. We thought that we would invite you in to Cindy's lounge room up here at the farm where we have just had the most extraordinary time together eating what I can only say um, from my vegetarian vegan self to have been the most unbelievable culinary experience of my entire life um we felt that it was really important that in times like this that we weigh in when we do have something to share because we all have uh, our own researched point of views and we all have our own personal opinions that we want to share with you guys we wanted you to come into our lounge and have a conversation with us so welcome back to the lounge room oh what a treat to actually be here and as karen said we're sitting up here looking out over the view up here in Mullaney. We have done a manifestation day. We have walked your garden twice. Mm. We've run over the field in your little four-wheel thing. She's honestly looked like McLeod's daughters. Um, <laughs> we've picked our veggies for our lunch, oh. ate the eggs from your beautiful chickens, and Karen's absolutely right. And, you know, given the time that we're in right now, this pandemic that we're in, what a beautiful thing to do to actually take stock, take a breath mm. and connect in the three of us. And thank you for all of your messages and asking for our viewpoint on this. Um, and I think it's a really nice thing for the three of us to come together with our collective energies. Mm. And as Karen said, um, to be at your place here, Cindy, is extraordinary. Mm. It- I just love coming up here and to share it with you two because I haven't shared it a lot with you two. Like you've always been oh, off doing something else. Kim's been up a couple of times and Karen hasn't been this up at all. This is my second time. Second time. I can't I know, believe it. I know, I mm. know. And, you know, I just. And I've had it five years this April. <gasps> is yeah. that right? And, and I love showing it off. I love oh. um, going to the garden and showing people that, you just pick these things and you make your meal with it. You don't, there's nothing else that was needed from the outside world. We basically ate everything from my garden and our chickens. I didn't eat the chicken, everybody. We just had the egg from the chicken. So, you know, I, I love that. And then I got to go around on the little four drive, but we've had a lot of discussion about the pandemic, coronavirus, and I just felt we all felt that it was a really good time to come together and talk about it. So, Karen, let's start with you. All righty then. Yeah. And, and your what, you know, we've discussed all of this already, but let's discuss it with everybody and where, what you see this as a time of. So 
I have a view that is, um, I actually haven't said a lot simply because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of terror. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fragility amongst humanity that I see right now. And when that's present, I haven't felt that it was the right time for me to bring any of my view or, or thoughts about it. So this is kind of me figuring it out as we go as well. Of course, I'm going to have a spiritual take on this experience for ourselves. And I see that everything has the universe involved in it that as much as this may be a mistake from a human point of view and whether we're blaming this country or that country or this disease or that disease or whatever it is, I, I do see that there's a, there's, there's a universal influence in everything, which then means that if we can look at it from the point of view of if the universe is involved in this, what's there for us? as humanity collectively rather than me as the individual. And as me as the individual, yes, of course, I'm going to be frightened, I'm going to be nervous, I'm going to be, you know, worrying about my own livelihood. But if I looked at myself, if I looked at this collectively and what the universe, you know, is, is, is communicating, for want of a better word, it's showing us who we are. And I think what we've seen is that there's been this great separation occur where um, it's me against you, I'm fighting for the broccoli on the shelf. <laughs> or the toilet paper. Or the toilet paper. <laughs> I'm fighting for my own sense of survival. Mm. And I think what was possibly um, pre present in the past was this false sense of security of who we thought we were, that we thought we were a community, we thought that we were acting as a collective. I think that we had been um, become complacent and I think that we had lost ourselves in that complacency. Where what this has shown us is that actually humanity is incredibly fragile. Humanity is incredibly fearful. Humanity is incredibly separated. And for those of us that are willing to see from the eyes of leadership, we're able to see where the fragility exists and how we can bring a greater level of healing to the planet, not to the individual, but to the collective. And this is forcing us to act collectively. We're all being forced into isolation. We're all being forced into separateness where now because we're being forced into separateness, we're really seeing how collective is our consciousness from the place of separation. We've, before we had that separation, I don't think we knew. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I don't think we knew how separate we really were. But now we're being forced into separation, we're seeing you're really freaking separate and nobody is caring for the collective. So it's forcing us to actually now become collectively conscious, whereas before collective consciousness was, I think, a term that we touted and everybody threw it around and it was just something that we 
were all very, yes, yes, I've, I, I care about the collective, I care about humanity, I care about all of us. Bullshit, we don't. We only care about ourselves. But now that we've been forced into isolation, there is only the collective consciousness that's going to bring us out the other side, you know. So it's forcing us to really see that it's only when we when we are collectively conscious that we can progress and that we can innovate and that we can reach our potential, we can be what, you know, yeah, we can be the greatest version of ourselves. It's in our separateness that we're fragile. It's in our separateness we're vulnerable. It's our separateness that we are. Um, we need to fight and, and compete with each other and it's in our separateness that we will self-destruct and we will implode. And I dare say that there's possibly even the necessity for some of that, you know. I don't know. I don't want to be in, buy into any conspiracy theories about any of that sort of stuff, but that's just my view on it. I don't know that my view is necessarily evolved or it's, you know, um, has an end game in mind, but what I definitely see is that it's in the separateness and it's in the isolation. In a nutshell, it's in the separateness and the isolation that we are being forced to be collectively conscious. And whereas I think that was just an, it was just a pipe dream in the past, now it's a part of a necessity. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how we all come out the other side with a collective consciousness because it's the only thing that's going to create. It's, it's the only thing that's left. You know, in this in the state that we're seeing the world though like mm. like we know how incredibly for want of a better world rabbit hole we can go with this mm. and we know that there's a whole greater perhaps reason in behind it and there's something that none of us may even ever as no. a collective or individually will ever understand yeah what's your take though on the fact that this at this particular time you know 2020 mm. was going to be a great oh, year for everybody absolutely new, new decade new mm. thing What's your take then on the fact that this isn't just affecting one community it's or one part? Everybody, every single person on this planet mm. is affected by this yeah. virus. Yeah. What's your belief around that? That everybody, and and see that's why I was saying it's collective. It's not just an individual person. It's what not one family, not one person in a family here or there. It's the whole collective is impacted. The whole collective consciousness. Is currently being um, it's 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 not being it's being questioned. I don't know, but the whole collect all of us, every single one of us, is being forced to look at ourselves, to really look at how we behave, to have a look at what we do, to have a look at the decisions that we make, the choices that we make, and what's way, important. That's exactly right. You know what what is important is what I can't get over mm. is that um, you know I'm looking at. People saying things like, oh, I need to do a veggie garden now. Food's important. So the basics are important Mm. now. Not No retail is doing well. Mm. What's doing well is the food, the health, um, how do I keep my immune system? So Mm. Mm. it's almost like we've been taken back to that what is important. Totally. And wake up that this is what is important to us is the you know, how we treat our body, how we look after ourselves, our immune systems, how we treat each other, yeah. you know, and, and, how, we look and after every, how, we look, how we look after everything, mm. the whole community yeah. in that 
we socially distancing, even if we're not well, even if we're completely well, we're socially distancing so that we're conscious of other people. We're conscious of our elderly. We're conscious of the supplies in the hospitals. We're conscious of all of these different things that we've never had to be conscious of before. Because there's always been plenty. <laughs> yeah, we've lived in this super consumer society. Mm. But also, too, we've been very consumed by ourselves. We've been very, cons- we've been very self um oriented we have not been collectively oriented we haven't been conscious of the planet we haven't been conscious of each other we've only ever just been conscious of ourselves and our own winning and our own money and our own success and our own achievements we've never been we've never had to be conscious of if i buy all the broccoli there'll be none left for the old people if i buy all the toilet paper there'll be none left for anybody else we've never had to think about that so I think it is coming back to what's important. I think it is coming back to the basics. And when you come back to the basics, then there's brain space for the collective. But if there's if if, the, if we're so distracted by winning and achieving and striving and and all of that, then there's no brain space for the collective. And it's only in the collective that we will thrive, or that we will continue to exist, or that we will expand, or that whatever whatever the reasoning of it is, I can't know. But it's only in the collective that there's the potential of a future. I also think that the busyness of life is going to stop. It has to. Because we're not tripping off to Sydney or to someone's 40th, (laughs) our good friend. Mm. We're not tripping off to a conference. We're not tripping around the world. We're not, you know, we have to stay within our community. That's right. We can't be moving out of that community and out of the country Mm. and we then can't come back in. So it's almost like it's... Um, really stopping the, the busyness of life, yeah. making us think a little bit more differently about what is important. Is that new outfit more important than me having food in my, my larder or creating a garden? That, that's what I think. When we are in a crisis like this, we have to look at, we have to be grateful for what is it creating mm. as opposed to what, what, are, we are, losing? what are we losing? Because if we keep going with the losing and don't do the gratitude, I think in the end it's gonna, we're going to be worse off. But if we can see the good in this, you know, everybody says I want to stay home. I don't want to have to go out and get up and go to work. I don't take my kids to school. And a lot of people say I just want to stay home. Well, that's what you were saying before, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden everybody's finally getting what they've been working so hard for yeah. is that time and space <laughs> and freedom and connection now we've it's been forced upon us and we're like oh my god i can't believe i've got this yeah and we've it's, been working it's so like hard we've, to get this we've been striving for silence mm-hmm. we've been striving for connection striving mm-hmm. for quietness and stability and centeredness and family and all of those values those deep really mm. pure values have been forced on us and i saw someone wrote you know, the oceans are cleaner thanks to all the cruise ships and the and the freight ships not being on them. The air is cleaner because 90% of all aircraft are coming to a halt. You know, we are being forced into staying home and going within. And I think the real work here, if we look at the gift in this, is the opportunity for the inquiry as to how we react to this. And your point around... I'm not quite sure how you worded it, but you said it beautifully, was that crises like this often magnify or Mm. um, exaggerate the human consciousness or our behaviours to see people panicking, Mm. stealing, hurting Mm. um, in a fear thing. 
Is that collectively what we've been doing as as a world? I think we have, Kimmy. I think it's just, I think it's it's made us look at ourselves. You know, whenever fear is present, you know, primal behaviours are going to be, you know, mm. come to the fore. And emotions are high, intelligence is low. So, you know, we see, we are seeing a lot of the true nature of humanity because we're all under pressure. Mm. And what we're seeing is that that is ineffective, won't work, can't work, unacceptable. You know, there's that there's that um, contrast of the people mm. who are behaving that way and then there's a the contrast of the people going, no, that's not working, that's not going to be the way that it's going to, we're, we're going to move forward. So I think what we're seeing is where we've been but what we need to achieve, what we need to strive for, what we need to go for. So one is very separate and one is very fear-oriented and one is very much about you know, just self-consciousness, whereas the other is collective consciousness. And it's about there's no fear in collective consciousness because we feel safe in numbers. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's, no, there's no terror. There's only innovation. There's only progress. There's only expansion. There's only progressiveness in the collective. Because when three or more or two or more or 20 of us put our heads together, we're always going to come up with something far more extraordinary out of crisis experience than one person terrified for their life, you know, in, in, an, in an absolute state of panic. And my hope is that there's more of us that are able to see it from the point of view of that collective consciousness and that leadership perspective. I hope there's more of us so that we can calm the farm <laughs> of the people who feel completely um, lost in the terror and the, the dramatics of it. Hopefully we can bring them out of that more quickly. Mm. Um, because honestly, I think the, the the evolution that's going to come out of this, it's happening anyway. So it's either come now or come later, but you're going to have to, you know, make that leap anyway. Mm. And what I'm seeing with the people that I'm working with and, and surrounded by is that there's a lot of people moving very quickly into how can I innovate, how can I reinvent, how can I recreate, but not just for myself but on behalf of everybody else. Mm. How can I do that? Which I think has been amazing, especially with the people that I've been surrounded by. It hasn't taken long, it's weeks. Mm. or days even for some people you know and what do you think Cindy from a from a a food perspective Mm. we've seen people Mm. trying to take a whole lot of broccoli we've seen people (laughs) you know the the supermarket I went to the supermarket the other day with my son to get he wanted razor blades something that I only ever go to the supermarket for I've never seen the shelves look so it's almost apocalyptic Mm. it's kind of freaky and but I found it fascinating Cindy that the pasta, rice, baked beans, tin foods, gone, toilet paper, gone, <laughs> and yet the health food aisle, still oh. chocker. <laughs> um, the, there's still a lot of tuna. Not sure what that was about. But I found that fascinating. Can you tell us what you're thinking from a food perspective and why we've gone into the scarcity mentality? If you listen to the leaders and what they're telling us to do, so they're telling us to wash our hands, have social isolation, don't get in large crowds. So there's the fear of the germ theory. And the germ theory is that if you come against a, a germ, then you'll get sick. But when you look at there is another theory out there, which is the health of the body will determine whether you become sick or not. So there are a lot of people out there at the moment who are asymptomatic. They've been tested for coronavirus. They have it, but they are asymptomatic. Therefore, they're getting the virus without the symptom and maybe getting the immunity towards it. So my whole thing would be that even though 
our leaders are not telling us to eat better. And obviously most people haven't learned this. There's no education around the importance of food and health because we're in a crisis. We're always in crisis. It's like, wait till you get sick, then go to your doctor and get a medication. Not get prevent it. Mm, Do the right mm. thing. Get out into the sunlight because sunlight's bad for us. Drink clean, pure water. And we were talking about this today, you know, saying that to drink hot teas mm. because the heat of the water flushes the, the, bacteria. the bacteria or the virus into the stomach. The stomach's high in acid. The acid will then kill it off. You don't want it staying in your throat or staying it around, around your body. And we happened, I happened to have for the girls ready for them when they arrived, I went out and picked a whole bunch of herbs and put it into a big pot of tea and then poured hot boiling water onto it and then we drank that. So these are rituals that we used to do all the time. I, I read the Earth series again, the Earth Child series again, and it starts off as Clan of the Cave Bear and Valley of the Horses. And, and every time she woke up and she had John Diller, it's Alia and John Diller who, who knew these people, she would make a tea and they would drink a tea together. We've lost that ritual. Yes, we go and have coffee together, mm. but we're not having those hot drinks all the time together. And, yes, we live in a hot environment, but still I still have my hot coffee and I still do my hot teas. Mm. And sometimes I have the tea and I'll cool it down. But for this thing, we're doing those, you know, the hot water. So drinking water is really important. Looking at herbs and, and going out, we, we have, a, a, a you know, a cornucopia of anti-inflammatory herbs that are wild. You don't have to go to the shops to buy these things. You can can do those. So we have those. And all you have to do is go online and you'll see all that information. Eating the right foods, making sure you're consuming foods like fruits and vegetables. And what's going to be interesting is if we can't get all these foods from overseas and these flavors and these colors and all of those things, all that's left for us is meat because um, I'm in Queensland, we're in Queensland, we have so much cattle out there that I know the vegans might die, but the, <laughs> everybody else who eats meat will be able to survive. So this is survival food, fruits, vegetables, and meat and meat products. They are the survival foods. Uh, if if we, and I remember this person got really angry at me because she, I don't know, I can't remember what the conversation was about, but I was talking about, you know, eating meats and, and doing things like that. And she says, only people in distant places that are underprivileged do that. We're, we're able to do this. Well, what if we get to this state where we, we are underprivileged, that there isn't food available? What are the foods that are the basic foods? They're nuts, they're seeds, they're grains, they're fruits, they're vegetables, there's meat, there's dairy products. They are our basic foods. And when there's no more packaged foods left on the shelves because they've been hoarded or they're not coming into the country or nobody's making them, then we're left with the, the basics. And those basics can be made in your backyard. You can grow your fruits and your vegetables and your herbs. You can't make flavors and colors and food additives and things like that. So getting back to the basics in food, being able to even grow your own food. And remember that ScoMo is talking six months. He's saying six months. So you can plant a seed today and in six weeks you can be eating it. So for the people that are going six weeks, well, I'm telling you that 70% of the male population in Australia are overweight or obese and in the female population it's 60% and in our children it's 25 to 30%. So lucky you. You have fat stores 
that enables you to live for a long period of time without food. So once your body has gotten into a state of ketosis, which means I'm going to use these fat cells that I've been building up for the last year, let's say, and then I can start to eat small amounts of food and my body will know what to do with those fat cells. These are our survival. This is survival. So if you are overweight, you have an incredible survival mechanism sitting there. So the longest fast ever that has been recorded was recorded in the 70s. And the guy was in 200 and something kilos and he um, fasted for over a year by just wow. taking salt. He just made sure that his his minerals were there. But other than that, so salty waters and things like that, other than that, he survived a year on his fat stores. So if if you have, and I think we, we worked it out, didn't we? We worked out that if you use 250 grams a day of fat in your body, so that's 2,500 calories, if you use that, you'll use it a kilo every four days. So let's take it to 40 days even. You'll lose, That's, you know, that's only... What have I worked that out to be? So you lose a kilo every kilos. four days. You lose 10 kilos in 40 days. So if, if you've got that 10 kilos on you but you're still eating some foods, by the time you've planted your foods, you have enough food for you. And think, and like you've just tasted my food, Karen. Mm. And, you know, the soil has given us the best food with maximum nutrition. And we just went out there and picked it just before we ate it and then and then did it. Like <clears throat> I feel like I I have um, had this knowledge for a long time and it's through education that I hope that I can help people start to say, well, all I have to do is get seeds mm. and grow my own food in the backyard. It's only going to take you a day to prepare your soils, to prepare everything and to get everything organised in order for you to have the best food that you can possibly have. Do you know that chickens have gone up by 30% in sales? These are chickens that lay eggs. So people are buying those chickens. This is my son now coming, if you guys can hear this on the tractor. (laughs) Anyway, people are buying the chickens to produce their eggs. So what's happening is that they're fertilising the land with the chickens, um, getting eggs, giving them their food scraps, producing their veggie garden, and all of a sudden in your backyard... You have enough food to survive. Mm. And the weeds, like I said, they're there. So knowing that that these things are happening. But what was really interesting while we've been having this conversation, I had a, a phone call from our, our coach on the, the fat loss protocol, which is exactly what I've just described. We reduce your food, we use your fat cells, we get rid of any toxins, we um, increase the body's ability to use what you have already stored um, in, a, in, a, in a very healthy manner. So my coach um, on the program, Mel, calls me and says, well, Cindy, everybody's worried. Should they stay in phase two? And so phase two is this phase that I've just been talking about. Should they stay in phase two? They don't know what to do. Well, where are they going to get their greens from if you run out of greens? Well, blah, 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 you know. So I realized that we're not educated. We don't understand why we do these things. Mm. We don't understand the resilience of the human body. We don't understand that your body stores nutrients, vitamins and minerals, um, it, and it will use it as it's needed. Um, and if we give it 
the right resources, it, it, is, it will work. But everybody's buying pasta, rice, <laughs> um, chicken nuggets I saw, no more chicken nuggets left, bread, and all of these foods that is not going to nourish them. It's actually going to starve them. And what we need is that we need to get back into nature um, to feed and nourish our bodies and get back into the kitchen, as beautiful Natasha Campbell McBride says, to feed and nourish our family to heal this nation. Mm. And I just think this is a really good time for people to remember their, what the priorities should be, and that is nourishing um, our bodies so that our brain can have gratitude in times like this, so that our brain um, is thinking the right thoughts and not thinking the bad thoughts and not seeing only the, the bad that's happening in the world but look at what's the good that's happening in the world. But um, I think that it's also important to know that this virus is a genetically modified virus. It's, there's too much it's too much information out there that doesn't show that it's not. And um, I don't know if you want to discuss that in a bit, Karen, what we were discussing this morning, the political realm of it. Um, maybe we'll get Kim to start talking about the physical and the essential oils because while I do food, and you do mind and spirit, and because we have to be thinking right, and the collective consciousness, Kim is all about the physical. How do we stay fit in times like this, especially if we are in our home? And what essential oils should we be using, uh, especially on surfaces? Um, and what we, you have to go into isolation tomorrow <laughs> because your husband and your daughter are coming home from overseas. So you're going to be in isolation for two weeks. So why don't you talk us through your preparation? And what you intend to do. Mm. It's interesting because, you know, for when we have a virus, the fear out there is, oh. you know, will it hit us? Will it kill us? What about my family, my elderly? And there are so many conversations and so much noise and so much um, conflicting information in many ways. Uh, but, yes, I am being forced into isolation tomorrow and I can't think of anything better. Um, the thought of being at home with my family for two weeks in lockdown I saw a meme, you know, it's like, come on, guys, we're not going to war. You've been asked to go home and watch Netflix for two weeks. <laughs> um, but there was a part of me also that can appreciate when I spoke to another lady about that and she said, yeah, but you haven't got a six and a four-year-old. And I thought, oh, and then she said, I'm going to go off to Spotlight. I'm going to go and get some craft things. And, um, and I said to her, but what a beautiful opportunity to just regroup. And I think as a mother, personally, one of the most important things that we could be doing is showing leadership in our family, showing leadership and showing our children we're not to be afraid. Don't put the news on and television on in front of them um, unless you feel they're old enough to, to realise that I heard the other day there's only, and Karen might be able to correct me, but there's only six major news feeds all around the world and they're all saying the same thing. So remember, we're only being told what the media is telling us. And that's why I love being around people like yourselves because I'm really interested in the other perspective or the conspiracy or mm. the greater good or what can we do from this because at the end of the day we're in a pandemic. There is no doubt about it. And I was a little bit, you know, a little bit um, delusional around it really. I just thought the whole thing was a bit, a little bit too far-fetched until – I understood what the airlines and the countries and the borders closing. And then when my daughter's contract got shut down in Germany, it's it's just got very real. When I heard Italy had gone into lockdown, I think it, it hit me. And when 
you start understanding that, hang on a minute, and rather than letting the panic rise, I've just gone into real practical mode. So rather than hoarding toilet paper and hoarding all these things, I truly believe there's enough for everybody. And I believe that I could ring one of you girls. We've got mobile phones. It's not like we're in the war zone. I could ring one of you girls to say, help. I need toilet paper. Can you throw it over the fence? Um, I've got tobacco leaves. Uh, tobacco, let's see. And then I heard an older lady saying the other day that they used to cut up newspaper into squares, thread it on a coat hanger and have it. So we're not. We're not destitute, guys. You do have to wet the toilet. You do have to wet the newspaper, though, otherwise it's very And you can't throw it down the toilet. Exactly. You have to put it in a rubbish bin like Mm. they do in Asia. In Asia, you can't throw tissue. Yeah, Peru. You can't Mm -hmm. throw tissue papers. So we just have to have a different habit. And I think it's about creating more simplicity, what you've already Mm -hmm. both touched on. So from my perspective to prepare, I feel very blessed that I'm in in an industry around plants and nature and um, that, that essential oils who have, that have been proven time and time again with science how antiseptic and antibacterial they are. I feel incredibly privileged that I have a truckload of essential oils <laughs> in my house. So, um, but I, I will say this that, you know, from a disclaimer point of view, um, there's a real important thing to note that just snorting tea tree may or may not stop you from getting the virus. I, I've got no concept or understanding on that. But what I do know is I will protect myself, prepare myself and support myself in the best way possible. And to me, because all essential oils are antiseptic and antibacterial to a lesser or greater degree, then I will be using them in my diffuser. I've got my keep it, keep it clean drops that every time I go out anywhere, I've, I've always done this, but even before this virus occurred, I would wipe down trolleys or I would use it in a spritzer. So I think it's just being smart. You can make your own home sanitizers using, if you've got time to get out, aloe vera gel or just essential oils in a spritzer bottle with some vodka and and water can be a great sanitizer. Is it better than the alcohol-based sanitizers that we have in hospitals? You know, I don't know. What would you rather? Do you want to have kill everything uh, with a chemical or do you want to protect yourself in the best way possible with something from nature? And I think it comes back to then what you were saying, if a healthy body with a healthy immune system is operating, then maybe even that in itself is your protection mechanism. But i got no idea and I'm not under any false hope that an essential oil will cure this by any means, but I'm certainly preparing myself and mm. I've done that. I've got my family, I've got my probiotics, I've got my colloidals, I've got my green foods, I've got my, um, I'm blessed that we have running water that's purified. Um, and quite frankly, I, I didn't even have to go to the supermarket. I am such a lush with food. I could make a multitude of foods out of the flowers. I've got a Thermomix. I'm so blessed. You know, so I feel very privileged that I'll be able to make food for the next four, five, six weeks, possibly with what's in my house and with your garden that you'll throw over my fence. Um, <laughs> I, I said to Howie, actually, because we have that too. We just have lots of different staples. staples. Mm. I've always had, mm. I, I only have staples. I don't have packaged food. I only have staples. I said, Howie, because he thinks his throat's going to be cut. I said, I will have pancakes for you from every different grain possible every morning with maple syrup. Will that make you happy? Sold. I can do it with nuts and seeds and grains. I have enough of mm. those staple foods. They have pancakes for the next six weeks. So it's... And, and I guess, though, if it gets really... And here's, here's the other side. 
you know, do our power supplies get cut? Like are we, we're not in a war zone. No. We're not no. in something, and maybe that's delusional. Who knows? But let's live in the moment. Let's not be fearful about the future. What can we do right here, right now? We're going into lockdown for two weeks to protect our family. That's even if we go. Go. Into lockdown. But Kimmy has to go in. Oh, you do. Yes, she I, has to I, because I, yeah. so yes, two, yeah. are coming, two are yeah. coming home. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I'm feeling that we just we, we have to protect ourselves and, and protect the community. And from a social responsibility point of view, I think we'll all agree that we've closed our events. We're, mm-hmm. We've limited ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't have a now event until August, a live event. So I think it's just doing what's right, mm-hmm. doing what's right for you, but also following your heart and being a leader in your own home and not buying into the fear-mongering and the fearful side of it, which unfortunately is raising a whole lot of behaviours that we've we've kept going back to. So from my perspective, I think it's about hunkering in and going within. I'm going to have time to write my books That's and my programs. <laughs> and, and what about um, Taylor? What's she going to do? Well, she's I said to her, honey, you've now got two weeks to write that e-book yes. you're going to write called Dance Around the Table, you know. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I just thought, and, and we've got television and beautiful, you know, films if we want to watch it. But I want to use the time. And Gaia, there's Gaia out there, oh, like Food Matters or FMTV is now with Gaia. We can do courses. You can go online mm. and do a course. You can do my edible, um, my incredible edible garden course. You can do my nutrition course. You can do your course in essential oils and self-care and Karen's courses. In uh, the speaking and the business. Exactly. And that's a chance yeah. to really well, to give somebody some time. Absolutely. I think it's that's the most beautiful part is that you're not so distracted with having to go out and do the do that you can actually <laughs> – Spend a little bit of time thinking about, well, what can I do? What would I like to do? Would mm. I like to start a business? Mm. Would I like to learn something new? Now you actually can mm. because it's been forced upon us. Mm. And what about things like, um, you know, from, from all of our perspectives, is that what if we did use this time wisely to do some self-inquiry? What if we did journal every day? And what if you did rituals in the family that every night everyone said three things they're grateful for? What if every time you get that fear or anxiety, and I'll be honest, I'm sure all of us have felt moments of that just when you hear more news. What if you learned just a simple ritual and taught it to your kids of breathing in calm, breathing out worry? Breathing in calm, breathing out worry, just something simple like that with your children, especially if you've got young children. Add to that a drop of lavender or add to that a drop of frankincense. You know, make sure your conversations are of high um, uh, intelligence, perhaps. You know, it's like not what's going on with the world, but what can I do right here, right now? How can I contribute back to this by giving it my greatest version of myself as opposed to my panicked scared state so I think it's uh, you know listening to Russell Brandt when he said if ever there was an opportunity for self-inquiry and how we're behaving and observing the human race it is now and what about exercise like you've done your you do your wads oh I could I can tell you I could wad away for the rest (laughs) of my life in my house you know I picking up you know maybe now's a time to declutter yeah maybe now's a good time to actually sort out cupboards and use your things but do it with intent so Mm. every mow the lawns pick the garden grow the garden do all those things with intent but wads doing your squats your press-ups your sit-ups I appreciate it's not weight-bearing exercise necessarily but 
could put a kid on top of you. Oh Look at Shani and Julius. Yeah, <laughs> Shani and Julius have got five kids on top of them or six kids on top absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Watching people like Taylor Weinstein doing oh, her wads with Taylor. her husband and her family. Oh, you know, no. like, and you know, that my other piece of advice would be make sure who you choose to watch and follow. Mm. is someone mm. you respect and look mm. up to. You know, make sure their advice is sound and not um, maybe politically motivated or or emotionally driven in a, in a negative way. So I think it's a perfect time for us all to just take stock and take a breath. Mm. Can I add one thing that I've been thinking about, um, and it's just another be careful of, is because we're going to be driven inside, we're going to become more heavily reliant on Wi-Fi and mm. watching TVs and devices and you're going to have the kids there and, you know, there's more chances of being bored and what have you. I just think it's a really great idea to find reasons and opportunities to be outside in your own garden or, you know, whatever that might be and not so heavily reliant on the Wi-Fi simply because what we know from a vibrational frequency point of view and what you said earlier, Cindy, is spot on is that the vibrational frequency of the body drops and then the body becomes susceptible to um, illnesses. Whereas if the vibrational frequency of the body is high, it's not susceptible to the illnesses. So you want to make sure that you are keeping mind, body and soul in a high vibrational state. So being exposed constantly to the iPads and the iPhones and Netflix and the live streaming and all of that simply just as a state, as a mechanism of entertainment. I actually want to say it might defeat the purpose Agreed. of the mm. lockdown mm. simply from the point of view of use this as an opportunity to raise your vibrational frequency mm. rather than seeing it as an opportunity to catch up on your Netflix addictions. Yes, and maybe getting your kids outside on an ant hunt, getting your younger <laughs> kids outside, taking the dogs for a walk. If you're not in isolation, get to the beach, ground, earth, mm, do yeah, all of those things. Sunlight on the skin, get on the ocean. We're so lucky here on the coast that we can do that or get mm. up into the mountains or do do things that I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, do you think both of you from an energetic presence of what if we can't? What if we're in the middle of nowhere? What if we're at, you know, very western parts of the country where mm. fresh fruits and vegetables are a little bit challenging. Can we give some practical tips and ideas around what we can do to keep ourselves healthy and well and to raise our vibration? As far as um, plants go, um, well, they've got beautiful sunshine out there so they can get out there. There's been so much rain that the weeds are all coming through. So maybe this is a good time to get online and find out what those weeds are good for. Um, and we call them weeds, but we should be calling them, you know, lifesavers um, because many of them are high in, in protein. So, for instance, cobbler's pig is very high in protein and it can be used in salads, it can be cooked, it can be made into a tea, and it has lots of medicinal properties. It's not just that. There are so many out there. So maybe understand that there are uh, there's goodness out there. Warrigal greens um, is out there. So there's it's about finding um, some sort of fresh food source. And this is a good time to, I think, realise that perhaps we should be growing fruit trees. And I understand water is hit and miss, but a lot of these trees will survive if it's, you know, they're the right type of fruit, especially if it's an Australian native fruit. But also maybe even this is a good time for veggie gardens. So you've got the Diggers Club, you've got um, green harvest out of Mullaney who all send organic seeds to you. And 
let's say you're not getting the fresh fruits and veggies that you need because there's been pillaging and everybody's taking more than what they should be taking. And I know that this is happening out West at the moment. So maybe start thinking now, I need to maybe plant a garden. And if you've got rainwater and there's a bit of soil around, then why not just start planting your lettuce leaves and even like sweet potatoes going nuts at the moment. But all of these things, pumpkins, start growing these now. And then like it, I know that it's not going to give you it right away, but, you know, in six weeks you will have something. Yeah, it's better, if it's better to start now and do something rather than, than nothing. six weeks down the track and still be saying I still don't have anything. Exactly. Mm, yeah. So do that. And, and if I, you don't have garden space, you, you're talking pots just pots. before. Yeah, yeah, do pots. So if you need to do pots, do pots. Uh, also, I believe that there are, like I get the food that I don't grow here and there is some food I don't grow here, which I should be able to, but I just sometimes haven't got all my seedlings in. I get a box from a friend of mine who's a farmer and he delivers that box to me every single week. On a Friday, I just say, I don't have this, 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 and this. Can I have that? And he'll put it in and I'll get that box. So that's 60 bucks a week is all I'm paying for my fruit and veggies because the rest I'm growing. And I could be growing this at home just as well as I can be growing it. My, my vegetable garden and my, yes, my fruit trees take up a little bit, but my veggie garden doesn't take up a big space. And it's just a matter of learning how to do this. So you can say, oh, it'll all be over in six weeks. But what if it's not over in six weeks? Let's make this a priority. And especially if you're out west. Uh, I, I know a really good friend of mine. She was out on one and a half million acres out near five hours from Longreach. So keep going west and go south a little bit. And that's where she was. And she was having all this food brought into her from the outside world. And she said, why can't we have a vegetable garden? We have water supply. We have, you know, this tank and then we go into the artesian well. Why can't we create our own veggie garden? So she had all the boys and the crew creating a veggie garden. They grew heaps of stuff there. And it took a woman that came in to be a cook at that place to say, why are we bringing all this food in? Why are we not growing it? And maybe this is a good question for them to ask themselves. Mm. Good inquiry. Why are we, why are we getting all this food in? And she said when she got to the kitchen, you know, like there was, chicken consomme soup and there was tinned this and tinned that and and she just went why can't we do this all fresh mm. and she found a way in the middle of nowhere where in the middle of a drought she was able to do it so and she had um chickens um to get the eggs she also had pigs and the pigs would do all the rooting up if she needed them in the garden to do some rooting up and of course there was thousands of cattle on, on, on there and there were kangaroos everywhere. There was, you know, like we don't need to panic about this food. Number one, we've got our reserves on us. Most of us have reserves, not everybody, but most people have reserves on it. Number two, we can grow these foods very quickly. Herbs, you know, you plant a herb a couple of weeks later, you've got the most incredible growth. So for me, that's doing that. Finding someone who might send to you that nobody else is thinking about, maybe get them to, to send to you. Um, number two, get your seedlings from diggers or green harvest, or there's lots of places to get good seedlings um, and start a vegetable garden because that's, I think, a priority at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Can I 
ask you both this from a very practical and pragmatic point of view. A lot of people, one of their biggest fears will be around earning mm, and yeah. paying bills mm. and, you know, whether you've got children in private school or whether you are really week-to-week living. What's both your thoughts energetically and pragmatically around our way to approach money through this? Well, I think there's the possibility, depending on how long this goes on for, I think there's a possibility of us redefining the way that money works in our society and in our communities. I mean, who's to know? Potentially growing your own food becomes a mechanism of trade because money is changing in its value and it's changing in its frequency. I think if this goes on much longer, I think if it goes, if it's a prolonged issue, I think we are going to have to revisit the way that we um, exchange value amongst ourselves. If it's only short term, though, we'll recover. Where you know, for the most part, we live in wealthy nations, and you know, we will recover. Mm. So it depends. It just depends on how long it goes on for, as to how far backwards we go. And whether we see that as backwards or whether we actually see that as better, um, you know, that'll be based on a, on a collective mindset. But depend, it, it's, I think it's all based on time. People who are struggling now with that anticipation, oh, my God, what if I can't? What if it doesn't work? What if I don't make enough money? What if my business collapses? You know, I think we are going to see some um, mental health issues that will arise from that because we do live in a society that is so much about our ability to earn money and it's so much about our ability to buy things and to afford the kind of lives that we've set ourselves up for. So I think we will start to see some issues around that if this goes on for, you know, a prolonged period of time, um, which we'll have to deal with. Um, But I think, as I say, if it does go on for a prolonged period of time, I think communities will redefine the purpose of money, the value of money, and the way that we interact with it, we'll have to. And will Australia get to a point where rents and mortgages are put on hold, do you think? Well, if we do go into lockdown, I dare say that we will copy what Italy is doing, where the banks will put a freeze on all mortgage repayments and they'll also put a freeze on all rental repayments. So from that point of view, that'll give people a lot of relief because at least those expenses you don't have to come up with you know, your repayments on that. And it won't be as if those repayments become part of an increased debt. What's happening overseas is they've just said, no, no, everything just stops where it is and then when we can go back to work again, everything picks up from where it finished rather than, you know, each month you don't pay, it's an accumulated debt that gets added to your mortgage. So I think if we do go into lockdown for a prolonged period of time, the banks will do that. Um, they have to do that because they're in the same position as we're in as well, you know, with their own families. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that everything will kind of work together. And what's your definition for yourselves, the words, this new term we've got now, social isolation? <laughs> social distancing. And social distancing. Yeah. What does that mean to you guys and what do you think the long-term effect of this is, if any? Well, for me, social distancing means encapsulating as a family. And that's what we've done. You know, we've had family meetings about this and, you know, I have two children and, well, two in the family that are chiropractors. They may not 
be working in two to three weeks. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. So then they're not going to have an income and they're about to get married, those two, and then have another one that's just graduated from as a nutritionist and basically any work that she might be doing is all drying up, Um, which, you know, because she was with personal trainers. But the personal trainers, I find that they're still keeping their clients and trying to keep that going. But anyway, that's happening with her. And, and I, and I look at this and I, and I know that as a family, we have to not be isolated. We have to join together as a family and help each other out. And we will help them out. There's no way we won't. And I guess at Changing Habits, we're in a little bit of a more fortunate position as you are at 28 in that we have the basics. We have what people need to be healthy and to be well. It's not like they're buying clothes and I feel for the retailers. I really feel for these retailers because clothes will not be the priority. Food and health will be the priority. And so we're in a, in a you know, although we're not in a great position because we're running out of stock. So a lot of our stock has run out and we're trying to resupply, but with the dollar dropping to 57 cents and we buy it's American currency in the world of food. Mm. And that's going to, and our food, because we have our Camu Camu comes from South America, our Inky Inchi comes from South America. Um, but thank goodness our colloidals and our greens come from this side of the world. So it's wonderful from New Zealand and Australia. So we do have those. But our herbs, they come from Sri Lanka where they grow these herbs. So it's, it's, um, I guess for me it is hunkering down as a family and helping each other out as extended families as well. So, you know, Brogan's got his girlfriend and we're talking to her parents. And so between all of us, we're going, well, what can we do? You know, I said, let's go to the farm. All of us should go to the farm. Um, But one younger daughter goes, I'm not going to the farm. I'm not going to be isolated at the farm. (laughs) I go, well, you can be isolated in a house. I've heard some people in their street have created Facebook groups. Mm. So Ah. if someone's out of something, their street has actually created their own little community online. And I think we were talking about in the car coming up that there's a whole new way of staying part of a community. Mm. And and even for me, my membership group, your tribes, the people that follow you girls, I feel like that community's become even stronger. Mm -hmm. and Because they're asking more questions. More questions and to feel like they've got somewhere safe to be but also got each other's knowledge and skill and all of those sorts of things so I think you know part of why we wanted to come back on and talk with you guys was you know to make us all feel part of this community of wellness and we will get through this and it's interesting isn't it the very thing you don't have you want the most so even with the social distancing you know you've got it they, they say it's a meter and a half away from each other but all I want to do is hug you know, whereas before when I could hug, I wasn't necessarily hugging all the time. But now that I have to stand so far away from people, I just want to go up and stand next to them. <laughs> I, I walked into the supermarket the other day, saw someone I knew, and I went, oh, hi, I put my hands out, and she backed away. And I was like, oh, I took, I didn't, I'd forgotten. Yes. And yes. I was so, not, I don't know if offended, I was shocked that she yeah. pulled back from me. And I was like, oh, you mean I can't, I can't hug? But it's interesting. I think it's so interesting to see how we're, and this is the thing. It's like it's forcing us to be collectively focused. You know, we've been, we thought we were that, but we're not that. And now it's forcing us to actually be that and we can see how much we we haven't been that. 
Does that Absolutely. make sense? We, th- we think we've been connected with social media and all those sorts of things. We have not been connected at all. And now you see, like, I've got lots of friends that have just stepped up, one of them in particular, Michelle House. Um, she, the minute this happened, all of her content that she's got available, she threw up online free, everybody, and it's all around money and it's all around finances and children and all that sort of stuff. Put it all up for free. She's online doing Facebook Live, started a book club, doing all of these things to try and keep as many people connected as she possibly can. And that, like that is true leadership to me. That's absolutely leadership. Mm. When you take all of the business stuff out of that, that's somebody that has just gone, we're going to be disconnected. I need to find a way to connect us all. And her everything she's doing is about that connection, which then, you know, when I see that, it's like, okay, well, I thought we were connected before, but actually we weren't. But now, now this is connection. Mm. You know, this is this is really you know, Russell um, Brandt said that one of the things, if we look back on um, our ancient wisdom and ancient times, oh, yeah. um, it was about groups of 100 to 120 people mm. in that and everybody looking out for each other in that community. Yeah. And it's almost like we're going to be creating these microcosmic yes. communities that we then um, can thrive in. And mm. it's it's quite fascinating. You know, I feel you were saying you're feeling for all the retailers, you know, all, all four of us in our family are, for want of a better word, entertainers. Mm. You know, Taylor's contract's shut and told she may not dance, you know, till August, September. So that's six months out of work. Um, Jacob's a rugby player. They've just been told the other night all games are off now until May. Maybe even the whole season will be cancelled. Danny is an international commentator who brings so much joy to people in their lounges with sport. And they've, they've been playing games to empty stadiums, which has created a whole different mm. sense of isolation in itself mm. with no atmosphere and no connectivity with the outside world. But considering 90% of income for sport is through broadcasting, it makes sense to keep going. However, now athletes are saying, I don't want to go or I don't want to be away from my family. So this is having an effect on every single person from the elderly right through to our children, through to retail, through to entertainers, through to, you know, the way we even operate. And I think your point around using online as a connection point also to be mindful of the electromagnetic radiation is probably one of the greatest points that I think we need to go back to because I think more than anything, if we're going to hunker down as a family, that means connection as a family. That mm. means cooking together as a family. That means having conversations again. Exercising. Exercising together. Mm. And like even in isolation, we will be allowed to go for a walk around the block. We're just not allowed to communicate with people in our self-isolation. So it doesn't mean to say stop moving, sit on your couch and 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 watch the world go by. Or what, and, and I would say don't watch Netflix. Yeah, you are. You're very big on not watching that. Yeah. Karen and I can't quite join you on that one. But we are coming. We, we will come around. I, so I, you I discover shameless. It's a whole. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just all bets are off when you discover shameless. All bets are off. But I also think, you know, one of the greatest things I'd love to, to also suggest is humour is going to be something that gets oh, yeah. us through. Some of the memes that we've seen come Oh, they're hilarious. Tell the Mars one. <laughs> oh, these, these two Mar- Martians looking down at planet Earth going, wow, I'm not sure what wiped them out, but they've got the cleanest asses on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and I used, to, I used to cough to cut to hide a fart, but now I fart to hide a cough. <laughs> Or, or, you know, what happened to the days of being polite when you sneeze saying, bless you, now they're all saying, if you. you know? <laughs> so I think it's such a... And, and my kids just sent me one where this girl sneezed and the cat, there's a cat right near her and the cat's like going crazy <laughs> to get out of the place. It's like, oh. And there is, like, I always find that, that humour is so important and and we have had some funny times while we've been talking, we haven't been completely serious um, through this day, we've we've laughed and done everything. Do, but one I, thing we have done is we've left the outside world away. Yes. We haven't looked at the news. We haven't. We've got a few phone calls, but basically, when you're up here, it's you're so isolated in a way that you don't want to turn that news on and listen to what's happening. Yes, we need to know it, and I think that that's an important thing. Is that you know Scott Morrison's um, hour? I couldn't listen to it. But I listened to the summary and that was good. The ABC did a wonderful job of the summary. We need to know this stuff. We need to know, is there a lockdown? Is it happening in 48 hours? What's happening? What am I allowed to do? Like Kim, Kim, so Kim. All right, all right. I'm going to admit it. This is so funny. A little bit delusional. So um, I I said to Kim, where are you going to live while um, Danny and Taylor are at home in isolation? She said, at home. And I went, what, you're going to put yourself in isolation? Well, I can come and go. And I went, no, you can't. <laughs> I said you can, and then and then I talked to Howard about it, and Howard said, "Tell Kim she can come and live with us." But Kim decided that she just wants to be with her family, mm. and so she. Well, I'm going to throw her things. <laughs> not that I am. Not that I am scared about catching it. That's not it. It's our social responsibility. It's our social responsibility that Absolutely. for the elderly for the immune compromise, for those people, while we may not show that we have it, we do not want to spread it. And so we have to be socially very, very careful. And we also have to watch our doctors and our nurses because if, you know, they're calling it flatten the curve um, and there's a really good reason for flattening the curve and that is that this doesn't do a typical disease which spikes and then drops because this is a pandemic, not just a country. Mm-hmm. This is worldwide and it will stretch our our beautiful doctors, our beautiful nurses on the front line and, you know, they're saying that 70,000 will be exposed to this in Australia if we do not do what we are meant to be doing. And that's not 70,000 people, that's our health workers. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we obey. You know, mm-hmm. and for those of us that have elderly parents or people in the older age category, and I know many people have been fearful and worried about their family and, and been up because now, you know, I think it's only two people are allowed to visit, et cetera. You know, one of the things I'd say is pick up the phone, you know, let the people, when mm-hmm. I think Karen said it was so beautifully, you know, keep talking to your family, let them know you care because the minute you show you care, their vibration is going to rise. They're not in isolation, just um, by not hearing from you. So don't mm. forget to stay connected on that level and help um, the elderly feel like they are part of something. I'd also like to ask you both, you know, and I know we could talk all days and nights, the three of us. I, I we have you, actually. I know, I know. You're just hearing an hour of it. Yes. <laughs> I want to ask you both, 
Is there anything else before we talk about the, the no, pandemic? Because I, I, I was going to go somewhere I else. didn't talk about supplements yes. and I think I'd just Do like that. to talk about what will enhance. So they're saying vitamin C is really important. So our Camu Camu has been sold out um, because it is, is high in vitamin C. But there are other sources of vitamin C. There's kakadu plum, there's gabunji. Um, our Camu Camu won't be in for a couple of weeks. Also in our peak performance, there is Camu Camu. Um, we've, so you just have to look at vitamin C. That's number one. Number two, vitamin D. So we can get that two ways. We can either take it internally or we can get it out from the sunshine. So by eating well, getting out into the sun, then you will make sure that you're activating that vitamin D. Looking at um, foods that are fresh um, is really important. So high concentrated foods such as turmeric. So make sure you're taking your turmeric um, because it's an anti-inflammatory. Gargle, really important to use a salt gargle just to rinse out your mouth. Colloidal silver sprayed or on around your face can help just a little bit. It's not going to be the main thing, but colloidal silver is wonderful. Um, I, of course, am taking my peak performance and my colloidal minerals. They're my, the two things that, that I take on a regular basis. If you have no um, way of getting any of these things that I'm talking about, then what I would do is I get an orange, put it in a vitamizer, and then throw a heap of greens in there. So um, herbs and lettuces and spinach and anything that's that let it, that light green, put it in and vitamize it up with water and then drink it down. That's like a green drink. That's exactly like a green drink. And those herbs will give you those medicinal things. And look up wild plants, you know, that don't eat any that are poisonous. <laughs> Make sure you know what you're doing and you know the plant. If you don't know the plant, don't touch it. So, yeah. And I think from an essential oil point of view, if you've got tea tree, mm. eucalyptus, lemon, um, immune boost, oregano, oregano oh, thyme, yeah, oregano. clove, mm. any of the highly antiseptic, antibacterial, antiviral oils would be amazing. If you've only got one essential oil and it doesn't matter what brand, no matter what oils you've got, make sure you've got them in a diffuser. You have six to eight drops in a diffuser for everybody with ventilation. That will help at least um, keep the air more purified. Um, the other thing you can do too is, you know, get ingenious. You know, I, I've been making these shower palettes where you get baking soda, um, water, and you add essential oils to it, put them into um, ice cube trays and freeze them. Oh. And then when you hop in the shower, put a flannel at the bottom of the shower, place one of the palettes on it, and as the water heats and melts, you get this beautiful vapour. The baking soda is great for creating health around mould and all sorts of things. So. I'm having a ball making um, hand sanitizers and, and just getting back to basics around making things in the home. And if you've got essential oils, you can do anything. But we too had a massive sellout, which is showing me too, if people are selling out with your your um, vitamins and minerals, your, your beautiful supplements, they're buying essential oils and things, it actually gave me a real sense of comfort knowing that people are looking to nature and natural things And to maybe listening them. to us. Is that why we're back? Well, I just kind of, I was so proud. Mm. I, I was like this proud mama. I went, we're sold out. That means these guys know what they're doing. They know, and this, and the the things that we're sold out on are the things that they should be taking. And I was so proud of my mm. the people that buy from me or the people that follow us. I was like, I was like a proud mama. Yeah, you, you exactly. would have been the same. Exactly. They were buying immune boost. To keep it clean. Keep it clean. Oregano, clove, See? eucalyptus, lemon. We've sold out of so many things. That, that's we've got just absolute 
mm. pride that the education that we have done for you did right for years they got it mm. they know what they're meant to be doing and so i thank you all mm, <laughs> i'm so proud of you all yeah from a from a spiritual point of view karen from a mindset point of view how would you recommend every single person mums dads workers single people children what would be your your gem, your 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 offering to us as to how we could approach this to raise our vibration. How can we think? What do we do when we go into fear or panic? Mm-hmm. Tell us how to calm our farm. Tell us some quick things if you've got anything for us around how to be a great leader in our home. Fast. Um, so the fasting is a beautiful way of clearing the body and clearing the mind Mm. so if you've ever been curious about intermittent fasting now's the time Um, there's a whole raft of spiritual implications um, that come from fasting which is a whole other show but the fasting provides a lightness in the body rather than a denseness and so if we start with the intermittent fasting and you only have to like you know you can do 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of eating or whatever, you know, is going to work best for you. Start, start slow. But fasting and meditating and then as a result of that meditation, journal. Take what's in your mind, and I'm not saying it from the point of view of, you know, uh, a just, you know, journal from a woohoo point of view. The journaling is actually a really huge part of rewiring the connections in the brain. So when you, if you can fast, then before you start eating, meditate before you start your first, before you have your first meal and do a journal of what your meditation was like. So I'll do a meditation. I have a, um, I use beautiful, uh, an Ayurvedic oil, especially for my dosha, so my body type. So I'm a vata, um, which can be very highly strong. So I use the vata oils, which is just sensational. So I'll cover myself in the vata oil put my pyjamas back on or whatever it is that I've got that I don't mind getting oil on and I'll go and sit and do my meditation and then I'll journal and my journal might be very clunky meditation, really felt like it was all over the joint, could not focus, OMG, this is the third day in a row, Um, I'm not very spiritual at all, in fact I'm feeling like a giant peanut and I smell like one, thanks very much journal, over and out done. (laughs) You know, I've had journal entries that are just that, like day after day after day after day after day, and then all of a sudden, bang, I'll go, oh, my God, meditation was profound, Mm. Um, (laughs) complete silence, got to the place of nothing, feel free, feel easy, don't want to start my day, would very happily sit here in my sesame oil and roast. (laughs) Damn, the phone's ringing. How many swear words can I get on one page? Yeah. And then, of course, I'm spat straight out of my meditative state. <laughs> but I, I, it's, you know, the journaling is very much about rewiring the cognitive processes because if you go from, if you don't ever, if you don't ever create space for silence, then the brain becomes very um, locked into this habitual pattern of thought after thought after thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. So it never actually gets uh, a, a, a it never gets the silence, which in actual fact the body is wired for movement but the brain is wired for silence. And we think that the brain is very busy and the mind is very busy but actually its natural state is silence. So um, when you're meditating and you get spat out, have you ever done a meditation Mm -hmm. and you go into silence and the next minute your thoughts start going Mm -hmm. again? You think that it's your mind 
that's making that happen? It's actually not. It's the unconscious mind, which is anchored in the body, that's forcing the brain back into action. Because, But the brain's natural state is silence and the body's natural state is movement. So um, if you can give the brain its opportunity to be silent, it begins to rewire the cognitive processes inside of the brain, which allows the brain um, space to create new thought, to be creative, to release old thoughts, to release old habits and to release old patterns. It allows the brain the ability to do that. But if we don't ever do that, the brain just stays locked and habituated in the constant stream of thoughts, which is unhealthy. It's almost like keeping the body um, in a constant state of, of, of no movement. It's like as if you were to just lie in bed for the rest of your life and never make a move, not even a finger. Mm-hmm. It would be like doing that to the brain. Mm-hmm. So the body's natural state is movement. So that's what we want to naturally. Mm-hmm. We're inclined for movement. Um but the natural state for the brain is silence. So meditate. Meditate. And, and I only just thought of it as you girls were talking. If you guys have never meditated before, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do now. I'm going to jump online to my website. So go to karensmith.com, go to the shop section and go and get yourself access to my meditation program. I will get my IT guide today. Uh I'll get my IT guy to reduce it to half price. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you guys can all get access to that meditation program and learn all the different kinds of meditations. So in there I've got the Kirtan Kriya, I've got Kundalini, I've got Transcendental Meditation, I've got Mantra Meditation, I've got um, Guided Meditations there. There's a whole raft of different meditations that you guys can get access to in that course. There's so much content mm-hmm. in that course and tips to help you do it mm. in a way where you feel like you're actually succeeding because mm. for a lot of meditation, you feel like you're not succeeding. So go to my website, karensmith.com, um, C-A-R-R-E-N-S-M-I-T-H.com. Go to the shop and that will be reduced by 50% um, by first thing tomorrow morning. So go on and grab that. And I'll also put that onto my social media pages as well. That's only just occurred to me now. Yeah. So more meditating, more fasting, more good, beautiful, good quality, good quality foods, foods, essential oils, and some, exercise. And exercise. Oh, Get yeah, your vibrational body. frequency up. Yeah. Limit your not your um, non-native EMFs, the yeah. NN EMFs. Limit that. Stay away from your microwave. Stay away from your induction cookware mm-hmm. uh, cookers. Mm-hmm. Stay away from your Netflix or limit it. If you've got those blue blocker glasses, mm-hmm. man, and you're inside. Get those things on. Get them on your children. Mm. If you can't do that, then just at least limit access to devices, um, you know, just to a couple of hours a day or an hour a day or whatever it is that's going to be right for your family. But know that the EMF exposure is going to be reducing yours and your family's vibrational frequency, which makes you susceptible. Yeah, so it it reduces your immune system Mm -hmm. and everything. That's right. Yeah. Wow. We could keep going. But you know what we were thinking? We were were thinking that every time that we feel that there might be a good topic for us to talk about, you might hear from us. (laughs) We just, not weekly, because we just can't get ourselves together, although now we've got nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) You might hear us yakking again. Um, But no, when we feel that um, the beautiful community that we've had for seven years 
may need a little bit of help on a, a topic, we'll be there for you. Yes. So um, we want to thank the Wellness Couch for saying yes to us coming back for for this one. Yeah, Marcus and Brett, we want to sing out to you guys. Yeah. You know, catch up on your podcasts on listening to the 25-odd yeah. podcasts yeah, yeah. on this on this platform and you know they're they're still running virtual events they're going to still be doing the summit in august so you know let's make maybe the summit in august the celebration the coming out party and what a treat to be around you and i can tell you honestly i feel really proud that the three of us have a lot of content and a lot of material and a mm. lot of support and if we don't know the answer I'll ask these two. So. <laughs> and I'll ask these two. And I'll ask these two. <laughs> um, but thank you. Thank you yeah, to our listeners you. and you two beautiful souls to have a day. By the way, we have sat here and done a whole manifestation conversation. We decided, Cindy invited us to escape from the madness and come up here into the hills, you know, to drop out, to mm. actually check out, to check back in, really, wasn't it? And you know what's really interesting, and I'm sorry I'm going on, but What's interesting is that you wouldn't know what's happening out in the outside world. Not at all. I love it. When you're not, I love it. Got that news bombardment, um, and we've had a very free time here. You don't know what's happening in the, in the outside world. And I gave up television a year and a half ago. I'm nearly at two years now. So October, when I did Joe Dispenza, I left there going, I'm never going to watch television again. And I have not watched television again. Netflix then became my addiction. <laughs> I just gave up Netflix about. Six weeks ago, I said to my family, I'm not watching any more programs on Netflix. So uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I just think if I don't see what's happening, I know it's important to know. And when you don't know, someone will tell you, mm. you will be told. Well, yeah, like but you, it's two, also you two told me I was in isolation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you will be told. Um, but I also think oh. that it is probably a good idea just to keep up with stuff. Do you think the ABC radio is one of the best I go to the ABC and I listen to their report around, I think it's like it's either the 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. I just listen to that and you get everything. And that's all you have to listen to. Then you can put your Spotify music on, you can put other things on. You just need the facts. You do not need the drama. All the drama. Mm. Drama. Drama. Well, speaking of drama, what are we going to do for the next hour? <laughs> we love you guys. Thank yeah, you for tuning you. in. Thank you for tuning in. And I'd like to say join us here next week, but we probably won't be here next week. <laughs> but hell, next time. Join us here next time, right here on Up for a Chat, where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's always going to be changing the world. We're not going anywhere. Love you guys. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.